Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel here with Joel Conan and Dennis Dick on the show today. The earnings are trickling in, so we'll talk about that. Our guest, Kenny Glick, hitthebid.com. He'll also join us uh, next week at the FinTech Awards to co-host the show with Dennis and Joel. But he'll be on today at 8.45 uh, Joel, if you've gotten the chance to, what's the word here in the overnight session? A little bit of a fast market over here in Benzinga. Both uh, Spencer and I underestimated how slow people would drive in these conditions here. Uh, a school day because of the weather, and it took me 50 minutes to get in today. But uh, we are ready to go. Uh, we got to teach Triple D how to do the show, so he could have went solo today. Uh, S&P futures are in the green after a quiet day yesterday, trading up a buck at 88.50. Your pre-market low comes in at 81 and a quarter. Keep an eye on that for any downside action. On the upside, we popped to 94, 30.94. Interesting uh, formation here, 97 the old-time high, 92 and a half your high on Friday, your Globex high. On Monday was 92 and a quarter. So a lot of resistance up there. We'll see if we can bust through today. Crude in the green by 24 cents at 57.10. Gold in the red by 3.10 at 15.54.10. Silver under 17, down 3.7 cents at 6,765. Bitcoin still under 9,000, down at $25 at $8,725. Triple D, how was your I'm in a I'm in a fast market here too, Joel. So okay. I'm going to let you guys run with it just for a couple minutes here. A lot sure. of trades just broken. I'm in them on earnings good, here. Good. So yeah. you guys, I will be back with you in five minutes. Sometimes I got to work out of these trades before I get on the show. We'll be here. <laughs> we, we've been here it's for one uh, of these mornings. We've been here for oh about five minutes, yes. I would say. <laughs> Bit of a crazy morning here, but that's okay. So let's just jump right in. Uh, I believe we just had CBS as my uh, 
browser. Do we, do we got it? Because it's, uh, it's down $0.08, cents, so I got to pull up my pro here. Do you have the numbers? As my pro refreshes here, let me pull up the CBS. Uh, I believe they just reported. Uh, yeah, they did. Uh, at 8 o'clock here, EPS beat $0.95 cents versus $0.91. Cents. Sales 3.29 versus a $3.36 billion estimate. So a mixed report for CBS in the third quarter. Uh, a pop and then a little bit of a drop here. Uh, it was trading up ahead of the report. So someone thought they knew something. As it turned out, they really didn't here. Uh, we're just looking at the current bar. On the 15-minute bar, you had a little bit of a move higher and then a move lower. Uh, now up 7, 57 cents here at 39.75. Let's just go to the daily here. And you had a strong day yesterday, right? Uh, nice green bar there, and you are continuing higher. So we got anything of 40 bucks? Uh, 39.91. Uh, that was your high on October 2nd. We're pretty. We did go through that on the spike, but uh, to me, coming off uh, that uh, late October low, getting up above 40 bucks, it looks like this thing has a little bit of room to the upside. All right, let's keep going on the earnings parade here. There aren't that many, but I said yesterday this is sort of the last week of earnings season here. So between now and the rest of the week, there are there are a decent number of of. I guess big name reports or big enough. What's names. retail start? Uh, you know, retail seemed like it was spread out this quarter. We had uh, RL and Gap last week. Uh, we got a few more this week. I think there's a couple more next week as well. So retail is not. Uh, it's not like that retail blitz that we get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not all at the same time uh, as we've seen. I feel like uh, in this quarter. But let's look at Tyson Foods here. TSN. Uh, they reported this morning as well. EPS missed. Sales missed. Ah, eat less chicken here. Uh, down 323 at 79.50. Did spike up into the 82 handle, uh, but now we are coming back down. We're going to test the low of the move today, folks. Uh, you had a low at, no, maybe not. 77.03. That was your low in October. That's a little bit a ways away, but I'm not seeing anything here. I'm, I'm seeing a low at 77.75 and then another low at 77.03. Another low into 77 handle. That's two bucks away. Can they get chicken down that low? Uh, we will see. You're filling a gap in the trading action that you had between. Where's your gap? Uh, you're filling a gap at 78.73. So two levels on the downside, 78.73, and then 78 77.5. That's your major resistance. Coming back on the upside here, if, in fact, we do try and rally 80 bucks, maybe get back into the 80 handle. Your high, since you made the low, has been 79.94. Rockwell Automation, uh, one of the biggest uh, – Movers on my up filter this morning Ooh. here up 10% last I checked. Q4 adjusted EPS $2.01 versus a buck 92 estimate sales of 1.73 versus $1.65 billion. But the bogey here is a guidance number above estimates. Uh, full year uh, EPS guidance, they gave a range of $8.70 to $9.10 versus an $8.59 estimate. So uh, bullish on the guidance. And uh, good earnings. And uh, trading at the highs of the pre-market session. Get a piece of the rock here. Uh, 198.23. Now, you got to go back a ways here to get that level, folks. 198.23 was a monthly high in September of 2018. 
let's keep an eye on that. Maybe get a date with 200 today. Uh, the other relevant level besides the psychological $200 level, uh, 20101. Uh, that was your high in February of 2018. And then the all-time high is a little bit uh, even farther away than that, 210.72. Good report here, I guess, for this one. You know, keep an eye on the 198.23. Keep an eye on 200. Also, just wherever that pre-market high is, we still have uh, a little over an hour before the session starts. So that's always a good level. Where to buy this thing on a pullback? I have no idea. Up 16.80. Let's go to the cron. We talked about this the past couple of days here. Uh, What's going on with cron? Well, they had earnings. Right. So, right. Good, so, bad, and different? Uh, I mean, I don't know if we have estimates. I, I, I'll give you a number year over year. 53 cents, uh, Canadian cents per share is their EPS versus a four-cent loss a year ago. Sales, $12.7 million Canadian dollars versus a $3.76 million last year. So, I uh, got some year-over-year -year growth. I don't have estimates in front of me. I'm sorry. They're they're try they tried to rally this thing on uh, two different occasions, uh, spiking it up uh, on both occasions. Here, not sure what time the report came out, but uh, someone has an opinion at 850 here. Uh, so keep an eye on that. We've hit 850 twice and then backed off, trying to stay in the green here. Uh, up two cents at 810. I don't know. This thing can go all the you know, either way, uh, just we'll keep a real close eye. Let's just call that 850 our big number for the day. Uh, your last five highs have been between 843 and 867. Make it easy. Call that 850. That's what Cron needs here for another leg up. As far that as looked like, okay, so I'm back here now. That looked like an okay report to me, and it did lift up. They were just not getting the love i mean yeah. we talked about these talks yesterday and i was like they showed life and they did the day before cron was up cgc was up in one day they gave back over half of it and some of them gave back all of it so there's just so much overhead supply they just want to sell into anything and the other one ogi reported last night and ogi is a mess it's down 20 percent here this morning that was bringing down all the pot stocks last night now they get a little bit of life here because cron reported okay but Cron's starting to leak and turning red here too. So there's just so much overhead supply. And every time we get a rally, it's met with more sellers. We saw it yesterday. We saw it with the earnings on Cron here this morning. I don't know what's going to lift this sector, but the valuations still don't make any sense because they're nosebleed that I've talked about for a long time. And the sectors is completely out of favor. Uh, when we talked about the potential rally um, in these stocks, uh, I think it's been Spinner or somebody else. It's just like tax selling you know well that's gonna i i can't see a lot of tax selling in november but it's a great point i think that's coming and i was talking you know with a friend there the other day and he's asking about some of these pot stocks and i'm like you could see some life for a bit but eventually i think you're gonna start to see the trend go down here again because of the tax loss selling you gotta think you know you come december end of the year there's a lot of people sitting on some major losses here and those major losses might um you know, come to, you know, realization when these people start selling and then it comes to tax time. So I think you see this in December. I agree, Spinner. I think, I think November is a little early for tax loss selling, but I think it's coming. So it's hard to really get bullish this sector, especially, you know, when you know that tax loss is, uh, is potential tax loss selling season is potentially coming. Maybe January, maybe they show some life, but seasonality is not going to help this trade. 
And uh, valuation, KJ is mentioning that. Kevin Johnson is mentioning They're crazy. Yeah, they're crazy. They're crazy. Let's think about, you know, and this is what long-term investing is all about. It's some common sense. Short-term trading is a story. You don't have to use as much common sense. Momentum will take things to ridiculous valuations. But when you look, you know, and you look, just use common sense and you say, okay, well, there was 30 licenses out there in Canada. I'm just looking at the Canadian ones when the thing, when pot wasn't legal. Now there's over 200. We had Alan Brockstein talking about it. So what you're buying and some of these valuations are in the billions of dollars still, you're buying greenhouses full of marijuana plants. They're not reinventing the wheel here. You know, they're growing crops, crops that were, you know, very, you know, with the supply limited when it wasn't legal. There was a story there. Now that the now that it's tur completely turned here, though, because everybody's got licenses. They're giving out licenses like candy now. So, and you can even grow it, you know, privately too. So, yes, the medical marijuana, you know, it has you know a little bit of an edge, but does it have billions of dollars edge? I mean, you've got greenhouses, you know, that are worth five, ten million dollars. You stick a bunch of pot plants, you think they're worth five billion? It doesn't make sense. So that's why common sense rules the day here, and that is what you're seeing happen now in the short run. Stories happen, but I do not think that these stocks are all worth two, three, four, five billion dollars, especially the value. Some of them have come way down, you know, so some of them are starting to get to a point. Now, I don't think they're there yet, though. The valuations are still nosebleed. But when they're trading at five, six, seven billion dollar valuations, it's greenhouses full of pot plants. This is not technology like, you know, like a technology company that's going to expand. And you know, it, it, just, it, it, it just didn't make any sense. And it never made sense for a long time. And people who are buying, you know, some of these stocks, you know, last year, were, I, I think it's common sense. And I think sometimes you get caught up in the story. Same thing with Beyond Meat. You know, at a certain point, it's just it. common sense. Yep. Common yep. sense rules in the long run. The short run, it doesn't make any sense at all. Things stay irrational. But in the long run, if you hold on long enough, and obviously can't hold Beyond Meat short because they get bought in probably is what would have happened. But, I mean, common sense rules the day in long-term investing. Uh, we got uh, we got Amarin popping here. Now, I see some news in my pro, but that was from yesterday. Do we have anything else on AMRN out here? I've been looking too. We're searching, 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 uh, trading up. Did this stock reverse split or what? This stock was just dead for all these years. Now it's popping. Not sure what to tell you about this one. You just made a pre-market high over $20, 204 Really, the only relevant number here is 2391. That's the all-time high. I will just say the last few times, the last few months when it popped over 20, it had a hard time holding it and ended up giving back those gains in late eight, uh, late 2018 and then early 2019. But we'll have to see what the news is on this one. Uh, let's see if it can hold 20, 100 over 20. It's a drug company, right? Because they're um, – Sure. Yeah, they're showing. I don't even understand what all these words are. This is the news from yesterday. Remember, it's an ADR too. Oh, it is. Yeah, AMR, AMRN is going to be trading actively overseas as well. I think it has an active market here as well. Sometimes the ADRs obviously have active markets here too, and I believe AMRN is one that has an active market here. You can tell even looking at the chart, it's not a lot of gas in it. When you look at yeah. other ADRs, you see lots of gaps. So. So maybe, you know, it's a market that's more controlled in the U.S. I don't follow the story close enough, though, to no even know what's going on here. I, I know they're meeting, they have a meeting with the FDA later this week, but that's on, I think that's, they, oh, you know what? They have an AdCon meeting on Thursday. Um, advisory committee, I, 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 to be frank, I, I don't know what, what, the, what the catalyst is this morning. And uh, Dennis, have you, uh, have you um, tuned into Disney Plus yet? 
it's not it's not it's not on yet oh well today's the day today's yeah. the day i traded it though i was long disney overnight i've already sold it hedged it with the spy worked very well it's was trading up over 0.7 percent here s&ps are barely up at all so again the run-up trade into the event works again you so go. you know this is just this is just simple stuff you know and so i was long disney overnight i short spy against it and this morning disney's bet up because it's disney plus day so you know sometimes trading is just you know let's just you know again common sense you know that people will buy it because there's expectations oh this is the day i want to buy it so i buy yesterday at the close on disney i sold in the pre-market already so i'm out of the trade all right i, I, mean, I Bob, I, people were saying that didn't work yesterday but it did when you hedged it right if you hedged it with fxi eem it worked I, I found the the Ameren uh, headline here, sure, and, okay. and and it is that FDA adcon uh, panel that is on Thursday. They the FDA said they were going to uh, question the effectiveness of of Ameren's drug. The fact that they're even talking about the drug, I guess, is, is good news here. Well, Spinner is saying some data is out actually on that. So again, I don't follow the story. So I, I trade the stock sometimes, but I'm not following the story close enough to comment on the fundamentals here. Needs to hold 20 bucks. That's what I'm going to say. Don't know about the data. Don't know anything. Just uh, needs to hold 20 pre-market high that we just made on this bracket. 2020. Briefing documents were posted apparently. There we go. Yep. There are, it's okay. on, it's That's on. a story on AMRN. Um, lots of other stories here too. We've talked to pot stocks. We didn't really, let's go back to Disney here. So I'm already out of the trade so I can freely talk about it. Sure. I still have it in long-term investment portfolio though, um, which I'm sticking with. But what are your thoughts here? I mean, this went up, this 140 level is pesky. And it seems like, you know, the earnings report, we were saying it needed to hold 140. It opened at 140 and went down from there. And that's a tell. I mean, this 140 just remains major overhead resistance. As a trade, it was it was good coming into the day, but now you're coming and buying it. I, I I don't know. Like I think there's just overhead supply all the way up to 140 as a trade. Traded up to one, it almost traded to 142 uh, in the pre-market. Remember? And on the earnings day, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, they came in, and you know there was an occasion where you know you had some stock in the book. I know it traded a lot of stock. But you know, but we talked about that. If it kept leaking, it was going to struggle over to open over forty. It's like it's just, a, and we're going to talk about this stuff when we're out in New York. I mean, the book impacts price more than anything. If there's a big seller there, again, it's just common sense. A lot of trading is just common sense. I guess we could call the show common sense. But you know, when you look, if it's got forty, if there's a one forty, if there's a hundred thousand to go, well, it's going to take you what is that, fourteen million to take that out. Hundred thousand because it was yeah. Am I doing uh, math right there? Hundred thousand, hundred and forty dollars. Yeah. So yeah, fourteen yep. one point yeah fourteen million dollars. So you got to find a fourteen million dollar worth of buying to take out the one forty. And I think it did that morning. It says it opened one, but you know what? It says it opened at one forty twenty two. But in New York, it opened at one forty, and I'm not sure it ever took out that size. That really? Disney size could still be there. Oh man! I gotta uh, go look at the book right now because I'm not even sure that size ever got done. Okay. And it was trading 142 that morning, so that was a gift. 141, it started the leak, and if you go look at the book, there's still 50,000 shares perched at 140, which is significant. We're also at 8:30 in the morning, so the, or 8:20 in the morning, so the book's not full yet. So there are still significant sellers up here. It's hard to get on board with buying Disney as a trade here now. I liked it overnight. But now if you're buying it, it's already up a buck. So I don't know if I like it at this point. 
Can't confirm or deny this, but a few people in the YouTube chat says that they're having a cannot connect message on the Disney platform. I mean, there's going to be some hiccups with it off the hop, I'm sure. Um, the stock's not, re not responding in that way, though, because oh. the stock is trading up a point. So I got, you know, I got two numbers, 138.56. That sure. was high from yesterday's session, right? So you want to take that out and then 140 and a quarter. We'll see what's up at one. I think it leaks it. I think it can continue to leak here. Like I said, I still have it in the long-term portfolio, but I'm out of the trade here, so I can freely talk about it because I'm not you know, All right, good. Nice trade. I'm glad uh, got glad. Uh, These run-ups sometimes into the events work. We play the Apple one all the time. We talk about it on the show. The Apple run-up into the event is always a nice play. This is kind of a run-up into the event. So, you know, Disney showed a little bit of life yesterday or, or and just towards the end of the day. That was actually down for a bit there. But you can see towards the end of the game. Well, no, not really. It was just overnight. So uh, the overnight trade worked. Apple's still running. Uh, remember, we did that uh, exercise yesterday, and we were looking at the components, and uh, they cleared out that seller at 260.50. We just said people are buying pullbacks on these stocks, Microsoft and Apple. And Apple opened at the very low tick yesterday, very low, and ran up all day. You took zero heat. If you bought the Apple open, you took zero heat. It opened at the low of the day. That's something else we're going to talk about when we're out in New York is trading around the open and using these prices because something that you taught me way back in 1999 is there are a lot of instances where a stock will open at its high or low of the day and never breach that number. Um, I don't have the stats to say how much it is, but I can say it is quite common for that to happen. I would say it probably happens sometimes even as much as 10% of the time. In the decimal world, you know, a penny or two I will give it that. Yeah. But, you know, like back in fractions day when we were in eights and sixteenths, we saw it all the time. Now, you know, I'll go through it by a nickel or something, but then turn around. But I believe Apple opened at an exact low of the day. So if you're buying the open, saying, I'm buying the dip on this, you took zero heat, stock ran up three and a half points after that. Microsoft, almost same story, again, opened near the low of the day. And I'm not sure where it opened, but in that first candle, um, it was weak, obviously, with the overall market, and they bought that stock too. These stocks are just in favor right now. Yeah, doesn't that drive you crazy when uh, you see like the different opening prints because the other exchanges are trying yeah. to trade a lot of New York stocks and when those stocks just open, you knew, you know, like boom, you knew, oh, I'm buying the oh, boom, I'm along here, and then you just it, it almost either like oh boy, I shouldn't have done that, and you need to get out immediately, or you get that instant gratification, and uh, no, the opens and. And I still look at it from open to stocks and futures as well. I think a lot of trading systems are predicated on the opening price. And a lot of them are on the closing price too. the algorithms running. We're not, uh, we're not the algorithms, but we've seen the statistics of it. Uh, all right. So we're jumping around a little bit here. Do we have um, we had a merger, which we could quickly mention. Yeah, we had a couple actually, but yeah, one happened last night. Uh, I was going to mention the beer one. What, what yeah, we, that's what I was going to mention too. Okay, yeah. I feel like in a few years, Anheuser Bush is just going to own every single beer. <laughs> is that what they do? Yeah. Go and I, acquire your growth. Buy all these little breweries. Yeah. So Anheuser Bush is uh, acquiring the remaining shares of the craft brewer lines that they didn't already own uh, at a price of sixteen fifty a share. So and BR. Stock, yeah. So. And it and Benzinga Pro Charles broke that off obviously off the press release there, and it just started ripping. It actually did not. It was an interesting press release because it said they had new partnership in the headline, so the bots didn't buy it instantly. 
But if you once you clicked the link, then it had a price and it was a takeover. So it, the headline broke, and it, if you read the initial headline, it didn't say anything about takeover on the initial headline. It said a new partnership or expanded partnership. And then so I was looking at that. I was like, well, I don't know what that means. And then I, and then the next headline is like, oh, it's a takeover. So and then it started ripping, obviously. So but there was a shot last night. If you're a really quick reader, I noticed that it did not trade till ten seconds after that press release and then it was going at eight nine ten obviously and now all the way up to 16. so you can trade on the breakouts on the news as long as it says it's 1650 in the headline the algos are all over it but the algos like to read the headlines and they don't like to read the articles that's what i've realized you know maybe there's some really sophisticated ones that siphon through the alg- the the you know actual article itself but for the most of the time they're very focused just on the headline they wouldn't have to go very far because it's in the first paragraph but uh yeah but not, it was not in the initial not headline. In the headline it's not even on the first one well, headline bots missed it all together right <laughs> so but the first paragraph and i and i'm kind of just reading headlines too so as soon as i see partnership and i was like oh, i don't know much about that so i continue to go on my merry way if you see obviously you know there's a takeover you know with a price then that thing is going to rip a lot faster than 10 seconds Lombardo 141 wants to know if we can get Charlie uh, on the show. He's usually squawking at this time, but uh, he is squawking and he has, he has declined repeated requests to come on our show over the years. I'll, I'll keep trying, but he's a, he's a, he's a tough nut to crack there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're trying to get Charles on the show here. So yeah. when we're talking about Charles, it's the person who squawks the Benzinga pro. So he's reading the news to you. Um, yeah. And Charles does a great job. He works a lot of hours, a he lot more than me and Joel and Spencer. Works a, work. lot. <laughs> works a lot. That guy works, man. He's a workhorse. Give Charles a raise. Raz, Charles needs a raise. Yeah, he's working. He's he's squawking at four four thirty in the morning. He's, he's squawking at six thirty p.m. He's, funny he's, story, and I've told this one, but it's been a long time, a couple of years. So, anyways, when I first bought her cottage up north, um, we didn't have an extra uh, spot for my office. So I had my, just my computer desk set up and Spencer would have been like a, a baby then, like six months old. So we're going back five years ago. So I had my computers all set up in the corner of Spencer's and the Spencer's crib in there. So at night, Spencer would literally just sleep in the crib in the corner of my office because he couldn't get out of the crib. So it was okay. So anyways, um, Spencer was a very light sleeper. Any noise would wake him up. And the funny thing is, um, I, one night I forgot to turn off my squawk. So four o'clock in the morning, I'm starting to hear, you know, what is that noise? I was like, oh my goodness, it's Charles. And oh my goodness, my kid is sleeping right next to Charles' speaker. <laughs> anyway, so he wakes Charles. So Charles at 4.30 in the morning wakes Spencer from his sleep. And then obviously you got to try to get the baby back to sleep. But Charles uh, is a good one. You never told that story. I don't think you told that story. Yeah, so it was, I, was like, I was like, I got to hurry. I got to get there before he wakes up the baby. Oh, no, the baby is awake. So Charles, you do a good job, but you woke my baby that one night. Uh, real quick here. My fault. PFD, Facebook looks ready. Uh, this is from the uh, YouTube chat. I, ready to what? Ready to go down? I mean, I don't know. I'm torn on it. I'm long it in the long-term portfolio. I'm sticking with that. It's, about, it's still growth at a reasonable price, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, maybe not. You know, they got other irons on the fire. But this chart as a trade, not looking I can kind of see. You could, you could argue here, Joel. Okay. That the 190 was resistance, a sloppy resistance from August, September, October. And you're kind of hanging out there now. So maybe the old support becomes, or the old resistance becomes new support trick. But I don't see much in here. This is kind of like a slider, you know. And maybe, you know, it looks like a good pitch, you know, off the bat. But then it slides away out of the strike zone on you. I kind of think that's what this Facebook is. So no trade for me. 
Uh, I would look at it. It did get the earnings pop and fade. So that's something you got to be aware of. Uh, also, I, I see two lows here. Like if I was playing this close to the belt, I look at yesterday's low at 88.54. And then you got another low at like 88 and a quarter. This was, uh, was pre-earnings. So anybody in from that day on, they're still up money on it. But even give you, I mean, you're two bucks away from 188. So I agree with you if it holds 188, but just under 188, you got, could be looking at a 50% retracement here uh, of the move from 173 to 198. What's that? 25, 12 and a half of that. 185. You could easily see 185 here if you don't break the, if you break that 188 level. It just, it kind of like, it's like, do people just like talk about it anymore? It seems like, yeah, they make We had this conversation already um on the show you know and you were arguing that nobody's using facebook anymore it's old but i would say that a lot of their other products people are definitely using. the older people are using facebook still but you got instagram and everybody's on instagram and facebook's got it gets yeah. down and dirty and other things as well they, they yeah whatsapp whatsapp i mean they've got some stuff so i think it's you know some people look at facebook and think ah oh, facebook nobody's using that anymore to sell its stock they own a lot of other stuff I know. And the valuation is trading like 22 times forward earnings, especially when you start backing up the cash. It's not expensive. It's not an expensive stock. I guess the bearish argument would be, are they still too dependent on their legacy Facebook? And is, you know, that ads, you know, um, generator going to grow or is it stopped growing? I mean, there, there, there's some arguments both ways here. What I'm still in it. I've always been just in a half size position in Facebook, so you can tell I'm not fully confident. Like at Google, I am fully in on Google. Um, Apple, I'm fully in on Apple. Um, Facebook, I'm, I'm kind of in, kind of out. You know, what's Mr. Miyagi say? So I'm probably, this is probably why I lose. Remember Mr. Miyagi from The Karate Kid? Remember what he says, Joel Spencer? Wax on, wax off. No, not the wax on, wax off. He says, Karate do, okay. Karate don't do, okay. Karate in the middle, and it's like the the you know crossing the street. You got the you don't cross the street, you're okay. You cross the street, you're okay. Kind of cross the street, hang out in the middle, squish. <laughs> okay, you guys don't get that. But anyways, <laughs> I'm saying if you're kind of in on a position, you get squished. Of, the co-hosts of this show. Do not represent Benzinga. <laughs> People gotta know. Somebody's gotta know that Karate Kid. I butchered it. Worst rant. Butchered it. No, I liked it. I liked it. It was a movie rant. No, you're I kind like... of in. You're yeah. kind of in the stock. Squish. I like it. in or out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just I don't know why someone brought up uh, Starbucks here and that's ex dividend. It's ex dividend, but man, oh man, you got a trap door here. What is going to happen to Starbucks? You held that low. From a few days ago, but eighty one oh three X dividend is still down a little bit. I mean eighty one. What's up? It's up a dime. It's because up remember a dime. it's X dividend. The adjusted close is eighty two oh two. So it's trading up a How dime big of a right dividend now. Is it? Uh, what's that, Joel? How big of a dividend? Oh, it's only like forty cents, not much. I don't know. I played it though. I played it for the X dividend. Okay. I like those strategies. I bought it. I've already sold it in the pre market. I sold it at seven o'clock this morning. Yeah. Um I don't know. I agree, Joel. If this thing loses yeah. 8103, the trend is not your friend here. The trend is not your friend. I've never understood. I've been bearish Starbucks since birth pretty bucks. much. So yeah. I should not be the person you should talk to about Starbucks. I've never got the $5 coffee thing. 
So I don't get that they're building Starbucks in Chicago the size of a Walmart. I don't get that either. So, but you know what? They make money and they've got, you know, the stock has been an unbelievable performer. I've been wrong about Starbucks forever. I'm still bearish it. I've been bearish it probably for a long time. So I've been wrong on Starbucks for a long time. Can I can uh, did your five minute statement in left side safe, right side safe, in the middle, squash like grape. There you go. That's what you're trying to. Yeah, I know. I was trying to say that, but that's, you know, the 43-year-old brain doesn't work as well. as it How's, uh, how's uh, Lucky Coffee doing? It's just, I What's just, the symbol on that one? LK. Oh, yeah. Lucky Coffee. I haven't traded yeah. that forever. Brent says their earnings are tomorrow. It's got 18. It's got to hold 18. Yeah. Boy, 18's the number. But I don't pay five bucks for my coffee at Starbucks. I get a double shot of espresso. It's How much like is that? Bucks. I don't know. It's like a buck, buck. And then I say, oh, could you put a, just a tad of coffee in there? They're like, sure. So you know how to work the system sometimes. The only person that ever got the free Shake Shack burger. You work it. You're a talker. <laughs> no, I'm I mean, a talker. It just, well, it's easy at Panera because you don't even have to ask them, you know, because they have that coffee sitting out. You get the two shots of espresso, and then when they're not looking, you pour a little bit of the coffee. Well, that's just flat out stealing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The things that Joel do, we do not. <laughs> One thing about me telling the thing, and now you're we talking about thievery. We do not promote thievery here on the show. It's not. I mean, it's a sample. It's a little it's bit. It's not of, sample. <laughs> is it that a sample out there? You're gonna get barred. I get barred from Value Village. You're gonna get barred from Starbucks. Panera. Panera. Well, Panera, Panera. You only take the coffee from Panera. Well, they well they put it out there like that. You know, so you just give it a little shot. I'll yeah. Try this and I'll just add a little bit of coffee to three it. Three refills. Uh, eight thirty-three. We got. We had, a, Three refills. Okay, go. I'm not even going to tell the story. Go. <laughs> Why? What? Is it a good one? No, it was, we're talking about free refills. But way back in the day, and some people who follow the show for a long time know that I owned a Quiznos franchise oh, no. um, just on the side. And we had, when we first started, one of the construction workers, because the whole plaza was under construction, had one of those Quiznos, like, you know, free refill cups. He brought it in. It was a huge one, like a two liter pop. And he brought it in every single morning, just walked into her store bought nothing and would fill up his two liter, you know, free refill cup and then leave. And it was a Quiznos free refill cup, but he, I don't think he realized it was a one day use only. He came in every single morning and would fill it up with his free pop and walk back out. Never talked to anybody, just come up, fill up his free pop and walk back out. I never did say anything to him because it costs us like a nickel in syrup. So it's not like, you know, it's breaking the bank here. And he was using his free refill cup. But they're supposed to be one day only those free refill cups. You're not supposed, to be, able to, come in. You're not supposed to be able to keep coming back in. You know what? You don't want to, with customers, they train you. And obviously, you know, a happy customer is worth more than the nickel and syrup I was losing every day. So maybe he comes in and eats some lunch sometimes. I can't remember if he ever did. But every single morning when he was, he was one of the construction workers that was working on the plaza, walk into the store, fill up his pop, his two-liter Coke, and then he would leave. Is that, <laughs> so. is that the same people that told you that you had exclusive rights to the franchise in Windsor area? Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. They sold one, and this is what the Quiznos was doing back in the day. When I originally bought, I was the first person to buy a franchise in Windsor. I bought two. I bought two franchises. Um, it, was my, it was a friend of mine that was going to run the stores. I had bought it as a passive investment. And um, they told me, okay, we're selling two. And eventually in the long run, we see five stores for Windsor, you know, a city of 300,000 people. I'm like, okay, cool. Anyways, in the next year, they sold 10 franchises. So it completely just lied to me, just completely lied to me. So that's the kind of, you know, people you were dealing with, with another you know, franchise, people who were, you know, higher up. A complete lie. 
fabrication. So anyway, so whatever, what, be careful, you know, with what you want stuff in writing, you know, don't take people by their word of mouth. That was not in writing, it was word of mouth. And you know, that just goes to show you in business, make sure you get stuff in writing. All right, I just want to say hi to uh, Sarah Hubbard. I think she's new to the show. She's a friend of uh, Abner's boys. So hello, Sarah, welcome to- Welcome, welcome Sarah. All right, I, I'm bringing us back to the earnings parade. Oh, There's that's a, right, this is a stock show. Couple more here. Is it? <laughs> I, I, I want to talk about uh, TME here, Tencent Music reporting yesterday. We have a guest too. Oh, yeah, uh, in, ten, in 10 minutes. Oh, you threw it. So uh, let's do Tencent Music here. EPS yesterday, 10 cents versus a 9 cent estimate sales of 910 versus $909 million. So essentially in line, a slight beat on both uh, the top and the bottom line for Tencent Music in, in the uh, third quarter. It was a beat. It popped up on the initial numbers again. You never know the reactions. You know, like you think, okay, yeah, it's a beat that's going to go higher. And then it ends up going lower. Same thing with CBS, which you guys talked about earlier there before I was on the show. It was a nice beat. It was popping up originally. And now it's down a buck. So, you know, it's, you, never, you never know. The reactions to some of these earnings are very hard to predict. So TME looked okay. They don't care. They're selling it anyways. And the stock is trading down here now. Uh, so hard to chase them up on earnings is the point to the story. TME, uh, let's see what happens at 1350 here. Uh, you had your four day low at 1345. And then just looking at the daily here, I see a couple other lows in that area. So let's see, haven't hit it yet in pre market trading down 52 cents. So keep an eye on 1350 if you're looking at the long side on this one. Uh, just back to earnings, there was a couple yeah. other ones I wanted to say. DHI, the home builders are just, they blow it away every single time. Like, don't they? Doesn't every home builder just beat the hell out of the earnings every single time? And then they give it back. They sometimes do. And they, they didn't last quarter. There was a few that actually held on to the gains. But, yeah, it is typical for them to give it back. I mean, but I guess how do you get a better environment for the home builders? Interest rates significantly low. I mean, everybody, you know, markets at highs. And people probably building nice new houses. So I don't really see how you ever get a better environment for the home builders. That being said, these stocks have not knocked it out of the park. They've been pretty good for the last couple of months. But, you know, really, when you put it in perspective, um, you know, Lennar is kind of where it was two years ago. DHI is kind of where it was two years ago. Yes, it's moved back up to those highs. Toll Brothers significantly off from where it was two years ago. So KB Homes, kind of where it was two years ago. They've come back from the lows. We really got hit in 2018. They rallied it all back in 2019. But... When you think about the environment that they're in, you'd think the stocks would be real outperformers, and they haven't been. All right. Well, DHI, the earnings from yesterday, or this morning, excuse me, a buck 35 yep. versus a buck 25. Sales also beat 5.04 versus $4.86 billion. They announced a uh, quarterly dividend raise. They're raising it by two and a half cents uh, to 17 and a half cents a share from 15 cents a share. And their fiscal, uh, full year 20 sales guidance came in in line. I gave this one a shot last night. It was trading up a buck ahead of the report. I was like, ah, hell, I'll try shortening into it. And of course it beats it. So I've already covered it, took a little loss on it. Uh, but sometimes when they give you a lead like that, you think, well, maybe if they don't blow it away, maybe it could actually go down. Now nah, they blow it away. So whoever's bidding up last night was correct. I was wrong. But um, I'm out of the trade already. So 54, there's resistance up here. Oh, multiple oh, they are. Here. I'm just going to say uh, the three tops, uh, a great the three band. tops. Isn't that yep. a Detroit band? Heck yeah. Yep. Yep, Motown. Uh, Motown. 54. Wait, it's not the four tops? <laughs> is it the five tops? It, 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 they lost the guy. They <laughs> lost the guy. This is the three tops. <laughs> One of the guys is older, you know, and this happens. 
the spin instead of the spinners. Uh, 50, <laughs> 54 and a half. That's a major resistance there. Uh, you spiked over there three times in October. You went air in the pre-market. Just keeping an eye at 54.50. Does Einhorn have a new position in something? Someone has uh, mentioned that. Uh, did I, I was, you shorted no. more Tesla? No. <laughs> <laughs> Tesla, up another 10 bucks. Einhorn, you might want to think about covering this at some point in time. Holy mackerel, oh, yeah. that thing keeps going up. Uh, there's 28% of the float short, so there's still quite a few people who don't believe. They're still holding the Tesla Q story. Yeah, and that got near 350. Remember yesterday I was talking to Sean, like, I don't see anything until 350. Did I buy it? No, but that ran all day and got to 349.19, sold off a little bit. We'll use the close as support today, 349.01. But I just remember on the charts yesterday, there are a pair of highs, uh, 351, 352. And that also could be like the, um, uh, uh, you know, the uncle point for some of these shorts here. I think and, they hit the uncle point yeah, a few times. And, and I know, that last pullback, just a little bit, that got the hell bought out of it. But, you know, the little rounding. We talked about it even the show when it was like 310 or 315 on the pullback. We're like, probably this you know, is a pullback that you might want to be buying. I didn't. It's always one that I'm nervous now <laughs> even trading that, but I know. did talk I, about that last pullback when it was between like 315 and 320, saying that was after the year, after I made the high at 340. I'm like, so they do. They go down, then they give a little bit back, and they eventually start going up again. It was a hell of a quarter. All right, we're leaking a little bit here. Uh, nothing major. We're down, uh, down a handle at 86.50 after a quiet range yesterday. We've already slipped through. I think we've slipped through mid-range, just about mid-range on the session. Let's see where we are on that. So a little bit, yeah, 87.50. We're below mid-range here, and that's also the close. That's a real, We'll be focusing on the close today, uh, 87.50. Uh, what else can we do? Oh, we got we got three minutes before we bring in. Well, do the ratings quick. Fly through them. We didn't even do any ratings yet. We haven't did ratings for like days, I think. Right. Well, we really neglected the ratings lately. There haven't been that many, but that's true. In earnings season, there are some this morning though. So uh, CRISPR getting an upgrade from Oppenheimer uh, to outperform, announcing its sixty-five dollar price target at CRSP. Uh, we have CrowdStrike, CRWD, upgraded Goldman Sachs to neutral, but they lower their price target. Go figure, $55 there. Uh, what else did I see here? Those are kind of the big ones. Rent-A-Center upgraded Stiefel Nicholas to buy. Live Nation upgraded to outperform at Evercore. And those are kind of the big upgrades. You see other big any upgrades? No, that's the bulk. I mean, there wasn't you know, some price target raises in there. I'd say the CrowdStrike call from Goldman is probably you know because they were at sell on it and that's going up to neutral, so that's straight up a buck and a half. What's Xerox I, thinking? Like uh, Xerox a ball? That's that's a, that's a gutsy call for for JP Morgan. Yeah, to upgrade. I guess they just go into neutral. I guess it's not yeah, a buy, but they were underweight. Not. Yeah, but, I mean, there's, you know, a potential deal, no deal. We don't know what's happening with Hewlett Packard. If I was an analyst, I would not be commenting on Xerox or HBQ at all right now until you knew where this deal was going. But maybe the report is talking about the deal. So they're upgrading it, so maybe they think that there's a potential something happens here. I'm not sure. Um, I, was I didn't looking, read the note. The only thing, I was just looking through those ratings. Spencer ripped through them, so I didn't look at all the stocks. But, boy, someone has an opinion at 53.50 here in CRISPR. So if you're trading that, that's 90 cents away. You hit that on 
like three different brackets there. So got to clear out that seller at 53.50 from a breakout area, broke out from 52, a couple highs on that area. So maybe on a pullback, you're not worried about a gap, 52 support, but that 53.50 really stands out to me in CRSP. And I'm also... What this uh, where's this Walgreens um, KKR thing going? Because it got a pop and it surrendered some of the some of those gains. So not. I don't understand. And Kramer was actually saying the same thing, and I agree with Kramer. Sometimes I agree, sometimes I disagree. But why? When we said that, why do you want to buy Walgreens? I, I don't get it. But you know, we I guess we talked about this on the show yesterday too. I had a Kramer, but. Yeah, like KKR, obviously, it, you know, their it, investments. It's the, they same, do a lot. it's the same reason you would buy a newspaper. It's you, you strip it for parts. You, you suck. You think they're gonna do that with Walgreens? Oh, I can't see them stripping yeah, it for do? parts. Why I mean, this is a proper. What are they gonna do? People did it with stores? whoever did it with Toys R Us. It's the same thing as Toys R Us. Toys R Us is bankrupt, though. This is not bankrupt. <laughs> this is an operational business that makes money. It's, it's just it's no growth. Order retail. It's all the same thing. You know what though? They have a lot. They at their stores, they have a lot of. It's not, it's like planned turnover. There's always one by me. There's always like a different manager. So there's too many of them. Yeah. They're everywhere. You can get a Walgreens. You can walk to everyone. You can walk to two Walgreens wherever you live in if you're in a major city. You know, you can pick which one you want to walk to. They're everywhere. They, not you. You can't walk to one. Well, I could walk across the border and find one. What do they uh, have in Canada? Is it, what Shoppers it? Drug Mart and Rexall. Oh, I know the Edmonton Stop. Oilers. Rexall. Pharmacies. Come on. Shoppers is the big one. All right. Shoppers, Drug Mart. I go to the Shoppers quite a bit. And I'm assuming the same people that I go to Shoppers, probably the same people in the Shoppers, States, Walgreens, like or CVS. H-O-P-P-E-R-S? Or yeah, Shoppers with an apostrophe S, yes. All right, 845. Let's bring in our guest today, Kenny Glick. He is the uh, owner, proprietor, creator, hitthebid.com. And uh, he's here with us now, but also he'll be with us next week in, uh, in New York City. Kenny, good morning. Is this thing actually working? What's up, my man? It actually, it actually works. Camera? Look at that. Can we see He's Kenny? There. Wow. He's, He's the, right there. Let's there's see. Bob Marley in the background. We're going to talk cannabis stocks. Yeah, actually, let's talk Cron. Did they release earnings or something? They did. It was okay report, but they bought it and now they kind of leaked it a bit. And it's trading up on one and a half or one or two percent. So it's trading up a little bit. What are your thoughts here? I am very torn on the marijuana stock short term. Long term, I think there's still too many. The valuations are still too nosebleed for me, but short term, I mean, they are really oversold. Is, is, could there be any life here or is this just dead money? Yeah, this is going to be the one that I probably go back to. You know, I escaped this one, you know, a while ago. I, I wrote an article on an Investopedia about how, why wouldn't you take profits up here? You know, stock went from five to 22.50. So once it broke back under 20, I was out. Really surprised we ever got an opportunity to buy it into 10. So I'm still not you know, loving it here. I want to see how this, this day plays out. But if it goes back to that 750 range, you know, I might be looking at it. But, you know, again, still, I think last time we spoke, I was bearish the market, but smart enough not to bet against it. Uh, I'm still pretty much liquid, uh, just looking for opportunity. Like an Alibaba yesterday was fantastic. Now that's the kind of trade I love. You guys trade the Alibaba yesterday? I did. I actually did. You traded it from the from the long side. You waited it to pull in, or yeah, did, yeah. I mean, okay. I just waited for this thing to just get hammered at the open because I love the ironic trade. Because I mean, what they they made more money than most countries yesterday in one day, right, or something like that. So to see that stock down three or four or five points, I was just waiting for the turn, and you know, I got in at one eighty two fifty, 
made two and a half points, you know, and then held it to the end of the day. Was going to hold it overnight, but I'm just not holding overnights, especially on this stock that's let me down quite often. So today I'm looking at it again, and it's gapping down slightly. So I'm looking to buy that again today, see what happens at the open. Right now I'm in a position I'm just shorting Amrit because that has been 22 years of comical awesomeness. Every time the stock has good news, it gaps up and rolls over and goes negative. Anytime it has bad news, it gaps down and usually goes green. So right now, I just shorted it at 20 with that 2045 as the, as the range. It's about wow. to approach the one minute where I'm bidding in at 1982 right here. So just taking a little money to get the day started. And if it breaks under here, I look for 1950 and then, you know, use 20 as my out on the rest. Nice, nice. Um, how about your VFF? Just going back to pot real quickly. Uh, you talked about this one early in the year. It had a super run. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where you exited. Are you looking to redeploy some assets into Village Farms International? No, that was somebody, one of, one of, my, one of my friends was actually – tipped me off to, on that one. Again, that was just a technical breakout. And once it rolled back over, you know, I think it was like 1250, I bailed on that one also. That one sounded like a great story, but again, just like the rest of the sector, you know, Tilray was the, uh, the tell of all of them, you know, all ripping right. to 300 and just getting destroyed. So I'll wait for the turn, just like anything else. Right now, I'm, I, love, I love stocks like Cron. I like, you know, the stocks that I like are ones that have already gotten beat up. Right now I'm long US Steel, uh, long AAOI. Uh, I got back into INSG, and uh, I think uh, that's about it. I was playing around with Bed Bath and Beyond. I still got a little bit of that, but I like stocks that have gotten beaten up. That you know, finally make that turn and establish the, establish a real bottom. Looks like U.S. Steel finally did that. That stock's let a lot of people down for quite a long time, but. They shook off that bad news about a week and a half ago. They got through the earnings report. And now we're finally looking like we could head to 15 bucks on this. You know, I'm not looking for a hero trade. 15, maybe 17.50 out of that. And then AAOI, that's been dead money for, you know, a couple of years now. So getting over 12, looking for like 15, 16 on that one also. So I love these, these, these little, you know, beaten down stocks. And I heard you mention Tesla. That's one of the momentum plays that I'm completely bullish on. Love their cars, love that stock. And now that they've made some money, why shouldn't this be a $400 stock? And I think it's, again, this is, might be, this is my, maybe my most bullish call in the world. I think the stock's going to 400, maybe 500. Do it, do finally do that four for one split. So everybody that doesn't, can't afford a $300, $400 stock will see Tesla at a hundred bucks. They'll start gobbling that up. And next thing you know, split adjusted, this thing could be a thousand bucks. I'm telling you, I, I love Tesla. I really love this stock. I like it too. It's one I can't stomach. So you right. know, we, I've talked bullish about Tesla for a long time on the show here. Now, I used to be a bear. Like two, three years ago, I used to be a bear. But they've turned. Jason Rasnick is the one that turned me a couple years ago. And right. I've talked bullish on this for a long time. I've written puts on it. I never can stomach just flat out owning the stock because it's yeah. so wild. It's so headline driven. You know, you don't know what Elon Musk is going to say. Right. So I've played it by writing puts before, but it's one of those that I just can't stomach. When I'm, when I'm long it, just flat out long the stock, I want to be out. And when I'm not in it, I want to be in. So it's right, one of those. Right. Let's talk Boeing here for a second. If you want a headline stock, big old move yesterday and uh, stopped at an interesting level. Yesterday's high, 69.75. And then uh, the high on the day when, uh, I don't know what that news they had, 69.35. So 
Getting in uh, the 370 handle, very, very important here. I've been in a trading range. Uh, a little bit too wild for you here, the Boeing, or too, too news-driven? How do you approach a stock like BA, Boeing? You know what, that one, I, I, I don't really watch that stock as much as, you know, I should because it's part of the diamonds and I'm always trading the diamonds and watching the diamonds. Uh, JC Peretz, what's up? Diamonds, baby. That's right. He says I'm the only person <laughs> that trades the diamonds. You buy, uh, you buy average stock, you get average returns. Right. I mean, I, 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 I like it. You know, if I'm going to own stocks, again, I can't pick an individual stock to save my life lately for three months. After three months, I, I, I'm clueless. So I'll go Q's diamond spies all the time just to, uh, you know, get over that hump. But as far as Boeing is concerned, you know, I'm, 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 I have no opinion, really. I just, uh, you know, it's been a nice, you had a nice bounce already. So again, I like playing those ones that got beat up, but that's a little bit out of my price range. Quick question here uh, from Daniel. How do you find easy to borrow stocks? I like your big cap stocks. I mean, the ones that trade a lot of volume and widely owned. I don't know if there's any particular list that uh, list easy to borrow stocks, but like. Well, your broker I, usually yeah. will have a list of. Or the uh, hard to borrow though, right? Yeah. I mean, it, your broker will typically have their own inventory and, you know, like your Microsoft's apples, you never have to worry about locates on any of those types of stocks. Right. You start getting down and dirty and you're getting beyond meat. Then, you know, some market structure stuff happens and obviously you can get, you know, buy-ins and other fun stuff. So you stay away from the small stuff. You won't have problems with that. You start getting the other ones. You got to worry about locates. Right. Yeah. I mean, there is a, I guess, I don't know, you know, you know, you know the guys from Trade Zero, they built a platform basically to help you find locates. It's almost like, a, you know, a grid of locates where you could trade the locates if you don't use them or not. So it's interesting. If you want to go take a look at Trade Zero, I heard their software is pretty good. Uh, I haven't got into it too much, but, uh, you know, generally I trade stocks that are very liquid. So I don't yeah, really have exactly. a, a I do too. shorting. Yep. Um, how about, let me mention Beyond Meat here. Uh, he, uh, he stocks uh, coming down. Is this one uh, uh, interest you at all, Beyond Meat? Crushed it. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about this at uh, the last event at Stocktoberfest when it was finally breaking under like that 140 range, which for me was the massive support. And I thought there was no support for the stock until 77 bucks. So we're at 77 bucks and now it's just become, it just looks like it's bleeding to death at this point. The, the easy money obviously is over. This thing just went from 230 to 77, which was exactly what I thought was going to happen. I don't see any more support. Once it gets under 75, you got a little smidge in there at 72, and then you're going back to 40 and then zero. You know how it gets. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 don't the, sugarcoat it. Always supported zero. <laughs> there, uh, you know what? I will no, buy I'm the stock at a penny. penny. <laughs> right. When Tim Sykes calls us and tells us to buy it at 00013852, buy all we can. <laughs> that's, that's good support. When Timmy Sykes gets interested, then we got good support down there. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, Kenny, uh, so we're going to see you on Tuesday. Uh, we're going to do the FinTech Awards. You're going to have to get out of bed early or I don't know if you stay, down, if you stay downtown or whatever, but we're going to have you on the show. It's going to be a fun show. We're not going to have all our apparatus, so it'll be, probably be a little bit different. We'll talk about different strategies and different things, Kenny, but uh, always a good time uh, hanging out with Kenny's one one hell of a dancer as well as a comedian and a trader. So looking forward to seeing Kenny uh, next week. Any any final thoughts? Uh, you got a Dow 30,000 hat or 35,000? What's the uh, 
the new attire for the for the market. Oh wow! Well, actually, I have a question about attire. Is this true that I have to wear a suit to this thing? Because I got this really sweet corduroy blazer that I like to rock, but I'm not going to wear a tie. Is that cool? Um, sure. You can wear whatever you want, Kenny. I wouldn't wear. I didn't hear about this suit rule. I might oh. bail on this thing if they got to wear a suit. <laughs> <laughs> I never shave. I got a t-shirt on. Tough enough for me to get. I got to get. What time do you want me there? Eight o'clock in the morning. I better get a hotel room somewhere nearby so I can get there. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis is going to wear a Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> What's a Canadian tuxedo? Uh, it's is it, like, isn't it a jean shirt with, uh, is that it is? with a little maple leaf on it and holding a hockey <laughs> stick. I, I, okay. All right, Kenny, we're going to let you scoot on here and, uh, we'll talk to you more about the plans for next week. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Good luck, everybody. I'll see you next week. Thanks, right. Kenny. Talk to you soon. Uh, Kenny Glake of hitthebid.com be joining us at the Benzinga FinTech Awards next Tuesday. Uh, do we have any uh, promos for that today? Um, any- Same promo. I'll, I'll drop it in. are still giving tickets away. You got how many people have signed up for this thing? There's a lot of people now. I know. Look, do we have enough room for all these people now? I don't make the rules. I just twist them Can off. Can you give the numbers or we're not allowed to give the numbers out? I, I, I honestly don't did know. Did you read my text from you yesterday? I did read that. So are we allowed to say that on the show? How many people have signed up now? Over 500 people. Got over 500 people have signed up here now, and you're giving tickets away. Does it even hold? Is the room big enough? I, we'll, hey, we'll go. That's not. That's not. That's not my problem. Not for you to decide. <laughs> Is the garden open? Can we get Madison Square Garden? Maybe need that to fill it up. Maybe. You start, if you start giving these things away, people start actually uh, signing up. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> we we teach them well. You charge 500 bucks. They're like, yeah. You get away for free. They're like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> what's going on with cmg joel will be in <laughs> what's up with cmg it's they fine. are oh my god this can't be it what they're extending uh carne asada into early next year come on that can't be it what is carne asada i'm sorry i don't need a chipotle it, it, it's like the latest menu item that they those it was go there's a whole hullabaloo about, about it, it. it's a steak right they cut yeah. it yeah it's 10 bucks because of carne asada yeah. yeah it must be pretty good steak that can't be it. <laughs> uh, it's trading up uh, 1263 at 753. Nice candle yesterday. Came off the low. If you were leaning on that 730.50 low from Friday, you got filled. You carded it up. You were down two and a half bucks. At the end of the day, you were up because it closed at 743.37. And you're just, it's up. Pre market high comes in at 760. Don't have anything in the 760 handle at all. Uh, one closed 78.63, another high at 71.16, but I'm not buying it off that. I just did a quick look at all my news wires and stuff, and they're talking about Chipotle extending carne asada. I yep. guess this is it. It's up 10 bucks because they're keeping the steak on the menu. All right. While we're on the topic of food, what about Unilever partnering with uh, Burger King to make plant-based Whoppers available in Europe? But not beyond meat. So, Burger King is going to be making plant-based burgers. Is this? Yeah. So be, Burger King. They, 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 they want to buy your house. They have the Impossible Burger Whopper. King. Burger King chose a Unilever-owned company as the producer. Is Burger King still public? That got taken out, didn't? No, it, it's QSR. Oh yeah, QSR bought it. Right. A so, while ago. so Burger King chose a Unilever-owned uh, company to produce these plant-based Whoppers in Europe. This is specific to Europe. I imagine they don't travel well overseas. So 
It's not. I mean, I saw QSR's up last I checked. QSR is just trading up slightly. I mean, QSR has been the story, obviously, with Popeyes as well, but it's come way down since then. QSR is an interesting stock. It's got a pretty good dividend, almost 3%. It's come off significantly from the highs. I love the 50% retracement one, you know, on page four of our TA book, because it's so simple. It literally has like five words in it, but, you know, the, the book we're going to write, which somebody else can write on us. $50 to $80 was the move in 2019 you come and you take half of that that air mass pretty easy you get 65 bucks i mean it turned right at the 50 percent retracement and now it's starting to show some life here so you know what on pullbacks here i kind of like qsr okay all right it is nine o'clock right on the nose joel here. we made it yeah we nine did. O'clock. i'm driving i was actually at the first stocks and jocks i ever did from my car did uh, you yeah, I had to do it from I just the lodge. I don't know what people were doing. I I, I texted Joel at seven thirty. He was like, I'm going to be a little bit late, <laughs> <laughs> and I was still on the lodge getting off at Bagley. But uh, we made it here for you guys. Uh, quiet session here, folks. Uh, like yesterday, we're up three quarters or of a point at uh, eighty-eight and a quarter. Big resistance in the in the ninety handle. I mentioned the pair of highs. It's on ninety two and a quarter, ninety two and a half. All time high at ninety seven. All time closing high at ninety fifty. So you guys get the point there. Um, on the downside, we're chopping between up and down. I'm not looking for any downside until we take out that pre market low of eighty one and a quarter, and we're quite a ways from that. Spencer, you want to wrap yep, things I'm up? Yep, I'm going to drop the link in the chat right now. The promo code for the FinTech Awards, uh, PMP VIP. That's a direct link to the Eventbrite site. You can also go to fintechawards.com and uh, enter the promo code that way. Uh, but small letters. Uh, there, it's it's just. I think it's just capital by default. Uh, okay. But uh, when in doubt, I would do all caps. But I don't think it makes a difference. PMP as in pre-market prep. VIP as in very important. Person. Still free. Yep. Filling up the room. Last, last I heard from the people above. Uh, so, so PMP VIP uh, promo code fintechawards.com. Thanks to our guest today, Kenny Glick. Thanks to everyone in our chat. Catch our podcast wherever podcasts are available. Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes only and not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you on Wednesday. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.